welcome. <laughs> I want to especially welcome our seven listeners to An Excellent Life. You're all important enough that we'll keep doing this podcast just for you, our seven loyal listeners. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm Gina. And I'm Bree, and we're here every Wednesday with a new episode to help you ask questions and find answers and hopefully entertain you with our perspectives. Yeah, so summer has been pretty consistent with temperatures in the low 80s and even a little humid in our desert space of Southern California. That's probably because we're about 15 minutes from the beach and not only get a little of the breeze, but we also get the marine layer that mixes in the air and makes it humid. So Bree, are you enjoying your summer so far? Yeah, I definitely am. A lot of, um, a lot of free time and a lot of, uh, a lot of sunshine. So I'm really enjoying <laughs> yeah. that. It's kind of funny because like, I, I don't know if I, I have mentioned it before, but we recently joined like a little circus for uh fire spinning and it's funny because like i feel like i'm not even enjoying the daytime like all like all we do is everything at night and it just feels like we're just, i just become a creature of the night now oh, like yeah. especially like in between like uh, meetups like i find myself like staying up super late at night and then <laughs> sleeping all day and then I'm like oh no I miss the beautiful sunshine no but no, I'll, I'll, I'll make time for it that's my fault that's on me I should make time for the sunshine yes yes you should yeah yeah we should go down to the beach sometime and just hang out and mm-hmm. go get um, a libation of some sort mm-hmm. that would be fun mm-hmm. I know they closed rubies at the end of the pier, but there's some... There's such a lot of place. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good, oh, too. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. I like <laughs> right. sugar and sunshine. That sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. We'll let you guys know what happens when we go... <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> yeah. So, last week, we talked a little about what it looks like to make choices from fear it's like when we choose to fill in the spaces that we didn't get in previous parts of our life or relationships oh, we the poor man's mindset oh yes oh, yeah. exactly yeah we tend to have a skewed view of indulging that becomes <laughs> overindulgence kind of like the hoarder yep thing yeah so it's not just stuff that people hoard mm-hmm. there are a lot of other things people hoard <laughs> and so yikes um there's also the possibility that making a decision from fear certain from fear brings certain limitations and the fear multiplies in the result of every choice yeah fear of losing or making a mistake gives birth to an uneducated choice one we haven't completely thought all the way through and then those choices need to be reevaluated as well as the results that might bring up more fears or something bigger that we're not ready to deal with and then we get overwhelmed yeah and yeah <laughs> I feel like it's like a vicious cycle if, mm-hmm. you're, if you let yourself get stuck in it it's uh, pretty vicious and it like every single like cycle gets worse <laughs> and worse and worse and then the mm-hmm. fears get more irrational as oh, yeah. they go like 
first it starts off like a pretty basic fear like you know like not being able to pay bills or something mm-hmm. like that like very very substantial and then after a while it becomes like almost as irrational as like oh i can't i can't leave my bed at this time because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i haven't like checked all my emails yet or something like i don't know it just becomes i i definitely can i definitely like sympathize with this passage a lot yeah 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 and people they start calling it depression and yeah. other things and sometimes it is there's yeah. a clinical depression that happens but sometimes it's just because we're mm-hmm. imploding mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we don't know how to stop it yeah like yeah oh like or like yeah like what i said with the bed thing it's like mm-hmm. oh i have to be somewhere at three so i can't do anything until three that's what i meant to say like earlier. Oh, okay like you know like that weird anxiety that yeah. you just weird irrational doesn't make sense like i can't move until three o'clock or mm-hmm. two fifteen, and then yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's very true yeah <laughs> i i knew someone who would spend days in bed mm-hmm. because of one little thing that happened mm-hmm. and it was usually well well it hit hit her really emotionally not even hard it was just mm-hmm. an emotional thing and i don't know how to deal with it so i'll just stay in bed mm-hmm. and it got to the point i was very weird because she kept she would ask me things like how do you even get out of bed in the morning with all the things you have to deal with yeah well, because I have a bunch of things to deal with yeah. and no one else is going to do You them. just answered your own yeah. question. But yeah. I understand because it's like, it seems so like impossible. Mm-hmm. It's so... Well, one at a time, right? Yeah. <laughs> so here's where we can stop and make a U-turn so you don't keep going with the same mindset. Because mm-hmm. it usually accumulates into something much bigger and never ends well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I mean, I know I've made a plethora of choices from fear back in the day before I knew much about all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes there were extenuating circumstances actually beyond my control. Someone else was actually controlling the situation. Mm -hmm. Which is a scary place to be too. It is really scary because, well, okay, so my first husband. A lot, a lot of bizarro things, yeah. but one of the weirdest things was I would go to work and then I would come home. Mm-hmm. As soon as I came home, he'd unplug the phone from the wall and hide it so I couldn't call anyone. And yeah. What? And he'd plug it back in after or around when I was leaving for work the next day. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that control? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> that is, so. that's, uh, that's a lot of things. That's a lot of things. Oh, and very bizarre. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, what? What? That's just one thing that I had to deal with. Oh, yeah. And so, um, I don't know. Well, let's see. In the late 70s? Nope. Well, maybe. Maybe early 80s. I don't know. There was a movie called The Burning Bed uh-huh. with Farrah Fawcett. Uh-huh. And she set the bed on fire. Mm-hmm. Her husband was in it. Okay. And he was abusive. Okay. Um, and I remember my brother-in-law at the time said, oh, we're going to watch this movie. I don't think you want to watch it. <laughs> because he didn't want you to get any ideas. Oh, no, I had already left my ex-husband, but, um, and we hadn't started the divorce yet, Uh, but I never told him 
<laughs> I didn't even know about this movie and I never mm-hmm. told him there was a day when I stood there mm-hmm. and my ex-husband was passed out mm-hmm. on the sofa mm-hmm. and he had a cigarette sitting there and I stood there for quite a while. Oh, that's probably always scary. Almost two hours. Yeah. Trying to justify not doing it. Yeah. 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 That's scary. That's a, yeah. a scary moment when you don't even feel like it's you anymore. Yeah. It's like you, you, you're constantly like telling like this like evil or like not even evil. I just want to say like id, like because like, <laughs> like the ego mm-hmm. and the id and all the yeah. Freud, <laughs> Freud stuff. But like I feel like sometimes, especially when you're burnt out, like mm-hmm. when you're experiencing burnout, it feels like it gets stronger or like it's like taking it, it like your primal instincts just take control and it's just like yeah. you're constantly like that's not what we do in society like this is not <laughs> how we handle problems but, but like but also when a person is so abusive mm-hmm. you just want to protect yourself yeah, yeah. I, and I had two little kids yeah they were sleeping in the other room and I was oh, thinking how quickly can I do this yeah and get them and just a couple of I don't even need the stuff yeah I just want to get out. I was so trapped. A mom of and, parents, yeah. for sure. And that was one of the main reasons I stood there thinking yeah. that. And so, yeah, I understand being in a situation where you feel like there is absolutely no way out. Yeah. Actually, at the time, because we were living in Anchorage, mm-hmm. um, there was <laughs> there were some people painting my landlady's house. Uh-huh. We lived in a small apartment over her garage. Mm-hmm. And these these two guys, they were just, you know, real friendly. They'd come over and sit on our sun deck once in a while. And uh-huh. one of them said, said to me, you know, because people knew. Yeah. He said, you know, I can take care of this. And I said, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this. And he pointed to the to inside yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 this ex-husband wasn't even there uh-huh. at the time but i knew what he meant he said you know and this was so bizarre what crab bait doesn't need an id what <laughs> i know i just stood there that and was like such a different time oh my gosh what so so freaky that for is, sure that is <laughs> yeah. so crazy yeah and so i just he said just let me know if there's ever time you feel like this is what you want to do and i was like okay thank you it's a crazy time but yeah um yeah like do you have a card <laughs> <laughs> so weird but yeah that's freaky we all have to make choices and that was not one i was willing to make just because no he's still a human even though he is who he is but but i think it was after was after that when i stood there thinking Mm -hmm. he couldn't care less Mm -hmm. his life was nothing but Mm -hmm. just drugs and And despair and and abuse yeah Yeah. and he wasn't trying to make anything better so yikes i feel like that's where people get stuck they get stuck in their misery Mm -hmm. and like yes like it's good to feel it and really like you know process it but i feel like a lot of people don't take the next step of just wanting better for themselves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm even if they do want better they're so afraid 
to yeah. like make that step. I mean, it's scary. Like I, I <laughs> yeah. would not like, I, I would not, I do, but like, I, I know that like, I have to constantly argue with myself to like push myself forward to take that step. Cause it's mm. so daunting. Cause it's like, I don't want to fail. Yeah. I don't want to fail. Simple yeah. as that. I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of that and that's a fear mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So it definitely took me a while longer to identify my mindset in the whole situation mm-hmm. and change it to making choices from abundance. Mm-hmm. So, so I already did that. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even know how bad the situation is until you're out of it mm-hmm. because it's so overwhelming and it takes away, I mean, you become numb. Mm-hmm. It takes away a lot of who a you lot, are and yeah. your emotions because you're just surviving. Yeah, and you're not, and like on top of that, like you get become so desensitized to mm-hmm. like emotional violence or physical violence, even like you get yeah. so, like you can't even, like, I feel like, um, like when it comes from like, especially like family. Oh, mm-hmm. oh like, here we go, guys. <laughs> here we go. Bree's um, gonna unload on you. So, um, going back, like, cause I, this, like, resonates with me very personally. Like, um, when I first started dating Robert, your son, mm-hmm. um, he actually oh, showed yeah. me, like, that I was very, like, like, not, I'm not, I wasn't very, I was very naive. Mm for a person who is like 20, I think we started dating, 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a 23 year old, I was crazy naive. And it was because like I had a household that was very, very, very sheltered. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where you can't even say the word shelter. It felt like a form of abuse. Like now that I'm out of it, like now that I'm out of it, it did like, I, I honestly thought that that was how parenting was. I was just like, they're just trying to protect me and, 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 and I, but I'm like, but not letting me like go like, like it was to the point where like, I couldn't go anywhere besides school and work. Uh, every, every like, friend that like like came over had to be personally approved by like my mom or my dad it was like it was like weird like they always had like even this is up in college like this is college age and I like my my friends my friends that I brought over to our house like my mom needed to know her mom or dad or whatever even in college even in college that's not even possible most of the time yeah even in college and then like i like my mom controlled my bank account for a long time yeah so like when i was hungry and out with friends like let's Mm. say that i went to a concert like that was a a blue moon event anyway (laughs) that i had to suffer for for some reason like i had to stay inside in order to earn like going out with my friends or like I had to do chores in order to earn going out with my friends. Like I understand like the chore part, but like Mm -hmm. I am, I was like 19, I was 20. Mm -hmm. And yes, like, yes, I understand there's a give and take (laughs) when you're living under your parents' roof, but like it was just to the point where, yeah, I would be out at a concert or something and like I would uh, be hungry and I would get a like and I would spend money from my bank account because I was working a job like of my own or earning my own money um, I would get a call like literally within an hour like 
why'd you spend $27 on this? Like, where are you right now? No, 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 And I'm like, I was hungry and I've been outside of the house for like four hours. Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, no, 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 you can't spend that. No, 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 you're spending all your money. You're spending all your money. And I'm just like, I, I earned it. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> your money. It's your choice. It's my money. And yeah, yeah it, it was just like, <laughs> just situations like that, like mm. over and over. And even like down to my car, like I wow. pay for my car. I bought insurance for my car and it was just like, she, like I would be sleeping and um, she would go through my car at night and then like pull out like garbage that I would have in the mm. car. But like, I'm a college student. Like, yeah. I, like 30% <laughs> of my week is in my car. Yeah. Like, and like she'd pull trash out and stuff like that. And she's like, your car is a mess. No, 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 I should take it like, and wake me up. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I should take it back to the lot because you don't know how to, like, uh, you don't know how to take care of your car. And meanwhile, she'll be waking me up mid-sleep. Like, this will be, like, at 2 in the morning. Oh, wow. Just because she just wanted to argue. And it was just, like, I felt like this was what parents were in my head, in my (laughs) 21, 22-year-old head. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what parents were. They were invasive, and this is why you move out as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. That was my whole logic behind parents and like being desensitized (laughs) I guess yeah that's well then you relate to this yeah Um, (laughs) and and here's a saying I don't know who said this but I I really like this because it's it um exemplifies Mm -hmm. all of these abusive situations Mm -hmm. you can't see the label when you're the one in the jar yeah and so yeah when you're in there like you said you thought it was normal this is parenting yeah this is how it is Mm -hmm. and i i knew that my situation um, wasn't normal Mm -hmm. but i also was living during a time an era when (laughs) Yeah. You know, you just deal with it. In yeah. fact, I would try to talk to people about it, and they were like, "Well, you must have done something." Yeah. Or, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that kind of person. No. I don't fight and argue. No. So and that's such, yeah. like such a horrible position to, because, he, at least, like, I'm not saying that my situation was any better, but like, mm. I was told specifically not to talk about it, mm. and of then course. because like you don't spread family business. Mm. But yours, like, even even when you could reach out, people were just like, what did you do? Yeah. Which is insane. So bizarre. Like, yeah. so insane. Because it's like, like maybe if I maybe if I spoke up sooner, I maybe would have gotten help. But yours is like, mm-hmm. everybody in that time period was just like, <laughs> you did something. Like, yeah. it's, that's so insane. Like, you just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And then you start, I mean, I started to feel a lot of shame for just being there. Yeah. But I did leave. I mean, eventually. Yeah. Not, yeah, we weren't together forever. So, yeah. <laughs> yay. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's very crazy for sure. So how in the world do you make the shift from fear to love and abundance? I'm just looking at the time. So you have to be aware and catch yourself when your thoughts are not uplifting to you or anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then identify the fear and look for the words you can use in your brain to turn it into love because our brain doesn't know if it's actually happening or not Mm -hmm. it just hears what we tell it Mm -hmm. so um 
gosh, it was in 2003, I was flying to Hawaii for a marathon. And um, yeah, I didn't run the whole way, but I mm -hmm. walked and ran and, you know, kind of went back and forth because I knew I just people. needed to pace myself yeah, I, and I, finish. I, I just wanted to finish. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I've never been in a marathon, mm. so props to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lady on the plane. She was sitting next to me and her husband was next to her on the other side. And we were talking and she said, yeah, I'm terrified of flying. And I said, wow, this is a pretty big deal. And she said, well, um, that her husband taught her how to do this. Mm -hmm your brain releases the same chemicals. So you have the same chemical reaction and whatever other kind of reaction um, when you're scared and when you're excited. Mm. So what she does or did to be on the, on the plane to make this flight mm. was keep telling herself that she's excited. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared of this. I'm excited. Yep. So her brain was still doing the same thing. Yeah. And, it, and it actually was a happier experience for her, even though when we got there, she was so relieved. Yeah. I think she kind of fell into a little puddle, yeah. you know, Yeah. <laughs> became the puddle. Yeah, no, I, think, I get that Oops. for sure. Yeah. So yeah, we can make our brain um, respond to us differently. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and when we identify what's going on and we, we change our words mm -hmm. so that our brain thinks something different than what actually is going on. Mm -hmm. So do you have anything else to say about that? <laughs> I guess like, that's exactly like what I do with boy and fire spinning. Mm. Um, it's definitely pretty scary when you have this prop in your hand that's like on fire, <laughs> on fire. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the flames are literally almost like at your finger sometimes they are at your fingertips mm. and you just kind of have to tell yourself I got this mm -hmm. I got this I got this and like it is the scariest thing because everything in your body just wants to throw it away or like stomp it out well yeah and nobody it, walks around yeah, carrying and fire carrying fire and I'm like how did our ancestors do this like oh, it's, it's crazy but honestly like that's the reason why I enjoyed aspects of the fire community or fire spending community so much mm -hmm. is because it's usually just a group of your friends just yelling at you you can do it <laughs> and, and i never thought that like just hearing those words would make me want to spin that thing around my head like yeah. you know <laughs> like so yeah. much time and practice and effort and energy goes into the practicing and like mm -hmm. trying to like unlock different moves and stuff like mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. goes into your head and then once it's on fire it's almost like your whole brain just goes blank like I don't remember oh, anything wow. yeah and it's funny because like on the fourth of July I'm like I have more moves than that guys like I was like standing there and everyone's like oh yeah that was great and I was like I have more moves I just haven't done the fire in a while but like yeah it, it just wipes your memory clean and you're just like fear like yeah. you know but you have to kind of yell at yourself or have other people yell at you nah. to do it and it switches it honestly it's a light switch it is it is yeah, yeah. it's so crazy yeah. yeah it's very cool but that's a that's a good way to for you mm -hmm. to learn to do it in other areas of your life too because you're oh, yeah. doing this pretty crazy thing yeah you know, any any mom would say, "Why are you doing that? Put that fire down!" Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Get your hand away from the stove, yeah. Bree." Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'm just gonna keep putting my hand until I burn it. 
<laughs> well, hopefully not. Yeah. But yeah, I think you do really well. So yeah, oh, cool, cool. So let us see if a decision makes you feel burdened, mm -hmm. filled with negative emotion or needing to come up with an excuse or blaming either yourself or someone else. Fear is usually involved. Yep. And I know a lot of people who still do that. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And if a decision gives you a light feeling of happiness and joy, you can almost bet it's based on love. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if this is enough of an explanation. I feel like it's really simplistic, but I hope you get the point. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, the more often you take time to identify your motivation for making choices and taking responsibility for your thoughts, words, and actions, the easier it becomes. Um, that doesn't mean you won't make a mistake. It's okay, you're human. It only means that you get better at holding on to the space for yourself um, to own your thoughts, words, and actions. And this is crucial for you to build your confidence and strength in your spirit and integrity. Um, one caveat is never to expect anyone else to do the same thing because they might not know how to do it. Um, we only know what we know until we learn a better way. And a lot of people aren't even looking for a better way. Yes. But there is always a better way to learn, grow, and perfect ourselves. And not to have to blame someone else or put that responsibility on anyone else. Um, however, don't condemn someone if they don't have an understanding of this. Uh, your example is sometimes the best teacher. There is no arrogance in love, only in fear. So you can always check yourself to make sure you have the correct motivation. And that's pretty much how we can tell whether we're making um, a choice from love or fear or abundance and, and love. We can all live in an abundance mindset because we've all been given everything we need in our spirit to live a fully satisfied life. You have an all access pass, kind of like a rock star, <laughs> to everything God has for you right now. And his plan is to prosper you in every area of your life, not to bring you to destruction. Taking responsibility to make your choices from love and living in abundance doesn't depend on what's going on around you. The, the vision and inspiration that we get from God is only based on love and that's how you recognize it. Mm -hmm. I can tell you many times over the years being a single mom, um, doing it all on my own, raising all these people, boys. yeah, <laughs> boys and girls, yeah. <laughs> there were many times and they didn't know how bad it was because I wouldn't say anything because they didn't need to know. Thank you for telling that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, at least until they're ready or like can process it. Yeah, they were little. How, you know, they, I didn't want to put fear in them that yeah. um, this might be our last meal. Yeah. You know, but yeah. there were several times when I don't know. It was. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I didn't know. Yeah, exactly. And who know what who knew what was gonna happen the next day to bring you know, something to, to pass. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, a lot of people live like that. Mm -hmm. And all we need to do is, you know, get ourselves into a better mindset. Mm -hmm. Not that things are gonna change because of that, but we open ourselves up for better things and yeah and we and we eyes and heart for yeah exactly for different things yeah so it's it's us that we need to change we can't change anything or anybody else we need to change our hearts mm -hmm. 
So some of the things you can do are make a list of your attributes and what you do have and express gratitude for them. And you could do that every day. <laughs> you can always find something new to, to put on your list. You can begin to declutter your life, things, situation, and even people that aren't good for you. Um, you don't need to donate the people to someone else. <laughs> Just place a distance between you, your conversations, <laughs> yeah. and them. Yeah. And um, you know about that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I do know about the donating thing. <laughs> I am guilty of that crime. Oh. I don't mean to, but uh, I know now. I know now. I know now. I know. That's all I can say. I know now. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to pass them along to someone else. It's yeah. just, yeah, this is my boundary. These are my rules. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that goes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then you can write down your dreams and visions for your life because everybody has them even if we've forgotten mm -hmm. or if we've become numb because of stuff external yeah. situations yeah. Mm -hmm. and then write down one step that you can take today moving toward your dream or vision and sometimes it's not anything huge it's just today i'm going to keep dreaming I, I, yeah. mean, I don't know but it, it just can be something really simple like yeah. that or I'm so. gonna walk outside for like 10 minutes yeah yeah I'm just gonna step away from my stuff whatever mm -hmm. whatever I'm doing right this minute so yeah do you have anything else you want to add okay yay <laughs> that was pretty intense and that's good I think everybody needs to know that everyone else goes through stuff mm -hmm. and we all have to make our choices so yeah I'm not in prison yay, yay. <laughs> right Jeez, yeah. I don't know if I would have been if they would have found out why that you know that would have been a choice for me but yeah. I'm glad I didn't do it just because that's not me that's, yeah that's out of character <laughs> right yeah that was out of desperation and no, thank you. Yeah. So no, yikes. no choices out of fear. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Took me a few hours, but I figured out. You know what? <laughs> a few hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I figured that. Yeah, that's not a not the most savory choice in the moment. <laughs> so that's it for today. Thank you to our seven listeners for listening to an excellent life podcast we're here every wednesday so we'll be back we'll